Wessex LMCs supporting you and your practice. Hello and welcome to another Wessex LMCs podcast. My name is Laura Edwards and I'm one of the medical directors at Wessex LMCs and I'm joined today by Dr Catherine Edmonds. Hi Catherine. Hi Laura, thanks for having me back. So Catherine is one of our local GPs um, and she has an interest in green issues and she's been joining us for a small series of podcasts uh, around uh, green issues and GPs in our professional lives. Uh, So she's joining us again today and um, Catherine is going to talk to us a bit about managing waste which is the bit where we throw everything away at the end after we've done the difficult decision making part of our consultation. So rather than it being a throwaway thing Catherine's going to make us think a little bit harder about it so Catherine do you tell us more what should we be reflecting on yeah thank you Laura it's not a very glamorous issue of, of waste and rubbish well I think the first thing to think about is what happens to the waste once we stick it in the bin and one of the main things that determines that is which bin you put it in so most of us in our consulting rooms will have a yellow bin for clinical waste uh, often black or, or white bin liner for domestic waste and then a plastic sharps bin and those Uh, those different bins will be incinerated in different ways. Now, the domestic waste is often incinerated in the usual um, waste to energy type plants where energy can be can be garnered from the heat that's produced, whereas clinical waste and sharps waste have to be burnt at much, much higher temperatures. It's much more expensive, significantly more expensive, but also the carbon emissions, the gases that are produced from that and the energy that's needed to do that are significantly higher. So it is worth having a bit of a think about what you put in each bin. Now, before we started this podcast, Laura, when I got into my room this morning, I thought I'll just have a quick look at what's in the different bins. And I had a peer into the murky depths of the Sharps bin in my room. And sitting on the top were five empty urine sample containers (laughs) and a speculum. There's nothing sharp about that. (laughs) Thank goodness. (laughs) It's a very inappropriate use of a sharps bin that's going to have to be picked up and incinerated. The bins are not big, they're they're single use, that plastic, so that's a waste of plastic. Um, That could be done much better and they're really expensive as well um, to, to deal with. So then I went to my yellow, yellow bin. Yellow bins are supposed to be used for infectious or contaminated waste. Um, that are that are deemed to be potentially a risk. Um, and it was full of couch roll. Now, couch roll, you could argue, should go in there, particularly if it's potentially being contaminated in COVID times, if someone with COVID has, has potentially got something on it. Um, but sitting on the top was an empty box of tissues. That definitely doesn't need to be in clinical waste. Even better, that could be recycled. Recycling is a bit of a contentious issue. It's quite difficult to negotiate and sometimes it costs more. So there's definitely work to be done there. But if if you're the one who is negotiating these contracts or more likely, you know, the person who, who negotiates these contracts, it's worth having a chat with them about can they include recycling? And then secondly, have a look at your organisation, have a look at whether there are posters in each room or signs on the bins that just remind people where to put things. It's a snap decision that we make. But it makes a big difference to your impact on the climate and your organisation, your business's impact on the climate. Something as straightforward as having a, a much smaller clinical waste bin and putting it um, in the corner of the room where you're, it's less easy to reach might mean that it's used less often and you're more likely to put clean things like bits of paper or boxes into your normal domestic waste instead. So that's something to have a look at in your organisation and to have a chat to your colleagues about <laughs> over coffee, maybe. Um, 
just another note on sharp spins as well so they're obviously it's really important to use them properly needle stick injuries are a huge problem and they cost the nhs hundreds of millions of pounds every year you must use your dispose of your sharps properly but you've probably noticed that each sharp spin has a little device for disconnecting the needle on it now if you disconnected your needle obviously without touching the needle but you just it pulls off and only the needle goes in the sharp spin and syringe then goes in the normal bin you're going to reduce how much content is in your sharp spin um, significantly by probably 70 80 percent and if you work in a vaccination center or you're running a vaccination center think about the huge difference that's going to make across all the hundreds of thousands millions of injections and syringes that we're we're giving every every day now, another idea that I heard about recently in terms of waste was equipment. So lots of um, our patients will be given crutches, walking frames, even hospital beds when they come out of hospital and by the council. And a lot of that's not returned. So some practices have held really successful equipment amnesties where they ask patients to bring in anything that they've got lying around at home. It can then be sent back to the hospital, cleaned up and repurposed and used for another patient. Obviously, this is really helpful for the environment. It's fewer items of new equipment being made and being transported. But also there's a cost benefit there without having to buy new stuff for new patients. It's something that could be considered um, by your PPG, perhaps, if you've got an engaged patient participation group. It might be something they could organise um, in conjunction with the, with the hospital as well to make sure that they're happy to receive the equipment. And whilst I was looking at that, I came across another company called Steel Medical, who distribute refurbished medical equipment. So you can get all sorts on there, examination couches, um, ECG machines, even defibrillators that have previously been used, but have been refurbished, are quality guaranteed and have a warranty. Sounds like a sales pitch. I don't know this company. <laughs> but again, some benefits there to using things secondhand and um, some cost benefits because it's a bit cheaper, but certainly some environmental benefits as well. And if you're conscious of this and you're wanting to make a difference, then perhaps next time you need to order some new equipment, it's worth having a look at their website to see if it might suit you. The final thing I wanted to mention is PPE. PPE is something that's become such a buzzword in the last two years. And there have been thousands, if not millions of tonnes of wet plastic waste through all the single use PPE that we've used during the pandemic. It's a really important part of keeping ourselves safe and it's not something that can be easily replaced. But there are some projects that are looking into whether reusable PPE might be just as safe. And I was fortunate enough to take part in a pilot using reusable masks. They're type 2R um, certified. They are um, very comfortable to wear. And actually, financially, if we were having to pay for our single use PPE, they work out much cheaper in the long run. That's something that's a little bit contentious, actually, because at the moment, our PPE is being funded centrally. So there's no benefit to practices to invest in reusable PPE even if it was cleared by their, their local infection prevention and control. But actually, if that changes, and it was supposed to change this summer, and practices had to start paying for it, then it might be more of an incentive to look at whether they should buy these masks for their, for their staff. Um, if nothing else, I think it's worth having a chat with your infection prevention and control leads and your CCG about whether it's something they might support, what's currently in their guidelines, and what you might be able to reduce so, for example, if you're using gloves and aprons for every patient contact, have a chat with your infection control about whether it's needed all the time or only if you're in contact with bodily fluids. It's all little decisions that might reduce the amount of plastic that we're throwing away and the bills that our um, 
that come with having to dispose of all that waste and of course the carbon cost of all of that waste. So that was really helpful. Thank you very much, Catherine. And um, you've given me lots of um, ideas of where um, pet practices might go with this. I think it's a really pertinent thing and amazing that you had kind of real life experience today of what's in your bins. And I think um, it's one of those things that it's a small issue, but um, we do it every day and it mounts up. It's cumulative. Um, I, I, I like your idea of the equipment amnesty, and I almost wonder if that could be transferred over, though, and translated into a, a bin amnesty, and whether practices could have um, uh, a, a little amnesty where people could put anonymously a question of, where am I supposed to put X or Y? Because that person who's putting the speculum in, I'm sure they think they're putting it in the right bin, and that they would e- equally get told off if they didn't put it in that bin. But perhaps if they're not sure, uh, you could do an amnesty where people could just stick on a board, you know, I don't know where to put X or Y. And then the person who knows in the practice could answer which which bin. Um, and then you could have a nice board that people could um, could look at. Um, or the other thing, and I, I went to, um, again, being my geek mode, I went to the National Trust about this, having, again, seen this painfully. I think it was at an English heritage site. But they had a they had a little kiosk that only sold about three things. And yet you went to the bins and they had a recycling bin and a general waste. They don't have clinical waste, obviously, there. Um, and uh, and if you looked in both bins, it was impossible to tell kind of which was which because people did not know which bin to put the things in. And, and I wrote with the suggestion that actually pictures are really helpful. So if the National Trust could put a picture or the English Heritage of, you know, our paper cups or the cups that you have, um, they can go in recycling or they can't. Um, and again, it may be um, you could, someone who's keen could do a little audit of roughly what they can see in a bin like you've done and perhaps name some of the things that are going in the wrong bin and have a picture of a speculum and put it over the right bin so that people have that very straightforwardly and they know which one which one to, to put it in. Um, and even if everything really geeky, maybe this is for Christmas, hopefully it won't be needed. You know, a, a little quiz uh, could be done for an all staff meeting um, on do people know which bin to put stuff in. Um, I thought it was really thoughtful about the vaccination centres and that bit about clicking off the end of your syringe and the needle. Um, that's that's a really good idea. Again, takes a second more, but probably a second that's well worth it because the bins don't get full so quickly. Um, and I love the idea about the equipment amnesty. And again, thinking about who's actually going to be able to do this. This is a lovely idea for a PPG to be get to get involved with and have something to do. And that's really helpful um, on a number of fronts. So I, I like that. And, and the idea of secondhand uh, medical equipment, again, probably not on people's radar because people are pressured. There's a, oh, my gosh, the couch is broken. We need a new couch. OK, let's look blah, in the place we always look in. Um, but the idea that you could get it secondhand um, and we don't endorse seal medical at all, particularly, but they, you've obviously found them. They are an example of companies that are out there. Um, it's worth potentially having a little look and seeing what's out there like them um, uh, as, as to whether you can buy secondhand for this stuff. Mm. I um I like your idea of a quiz on the waste, Laura, um, and and the uh, waste amnesty. I can go one step better. If you if you visit the Greener Practice website, Greener Practice, it's a really good resource for all sorts of information. But there's a section there under the information for GPs called Resources for Green Impact for Health Toolkit, and that's got all the posters uh, detailing exactly what you just said. So pictures yeah. of what to put in each different type of bin. So oh, they get makes it okay. a bit easier. <laughs> 
fantastic. And the only other thing that made me think when you were talking about, again, really, really simple actions. Um, I remember a relative a long time ago, a little environmentally minded, no stronger than that, but just commented. They went to hospital and, and um, they were there and they watched a healthcare professional um, and uh, they watched them wash their hands, which was great, you know, all indoors. But but they they noticed that they took four hand towels every time they washed their hands. They always took automatically four hand towels and, and they commented, I don't think she needed them. She barely kind of did, you know, she did a, a quick dry, but but one, maybe two, but four every <laughs> time. And this has really impacted my relative. And it's made me very mindful ever after if I only take the hand towels that I need. Um, very simple action, but again, cumulatively, if every healthcare professional is taking four when they don't need to, it, it, it quickly adds up both in cost, but also uh, simply for the environment. And as you I'm only ever going to use one from now on. You've got me. <laughs> So that was really great. Thank you so much for joining us again, Catherine. And we look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Wessex LMCs supporting you and your practice. 